0: Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Monday, January 29th. On today's show, scientists uncover a link between the ocean's weather and global climate, and they are more hopeful than ever that Perseverance has already found life on Mars. Plus, Clarivate launches the Web of Science Grants Index to help researchers optimize funding strategies. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with an intriguing discovery by an international group of scientists who have found the first direct evidence linking seemingly random weather systems in the ocean with global climate. This team, led by Hussein Aloui, an associate professor at the University of Rochester, has provided a new framework for understanding the climate system by employing mechanical analysis instead of statistical analysis. Here with us to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this discovery and its significance?
1: Certainly, David. The ocean has weather patterns similar to those we experience on land, but they operate on different time and length scales. For instance, a weather pattern on land might last a few days and be about 500 kilometers wide, while oceanic weather patterns such as swirling eddies last three to four weeks, but are about one-fifth the size. Scientists have long speculated that these seemingly random motions in the ocean communicate with climate scales, but it has always been vague due to the complexity of the system.
0: So how did the team manage to disentangle this complex system?
1: The team developed a framework that allowed them to measure the interactions between these oceanic motions and climate scales. They used a mathematical method developed by Aloui in 2019, which was subsequently implemented into an advanced code. These techniques were then applied to ocean datasets from an advanced climate model and from satellite observations.
0: What were the key findings from their study?
1: The study revealed that ocean weather systems are both energized and weakened when interacting with climate scales and in a pattern that mirrors the global atmospheric circulation. The researchers also found that an atmospheric band near the equator, known as the Intertropical Convergence Zone, which produces 30% of global precipitation, causes an intense amount of energy transfer and produces ocean turbulence.
0: And what are the implications of these findings?
1: Studying such complex fluid motion happening at multiple scales is not easy, but it has advantages over previous attempts to link weather to climate change. The team's work creates a promising framework for better understanding the climate system. As Aloui pointed out, there's a lot of interest in how global warming and our changing climate is influencing extreme weather events. This research provides a different approach based on mechanistic analysis, which allows us to understand cause and effect more easily.
0: Thanks for that report, Celeste. It's indeed a significant development in our understanding of the climate system. Now, let's shift our gaze from Earth to Mars. The Perseverance rover, affectionately known as Percy, might have already discovered signs of life on Mars. Underground radar images suggest that the rover is searching in the perfect spot for fossilized microbial life. The rover's instruments have confirmed that at least one Martian crater was filled with water long ago. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this discovery?
2: Certainly, David. The Jezero crater where the rover is currently investigating was suspected to have once contained a delta system as its surface holds signs of a dried-out lake bed fed by an ancient river. That's why the rover was sent there in February 2021. Now researchers can peer beneath Jezero's dusty exterior, and they are excited by the possibility that Percy may have already scooped up signs of extraterrestrial life.
0: That's fascinating. Can you tell us more about the tools that Perseverance is using to make these discoveries?
2: Of course. One of the key tools on board Perseverance is the ground-penetrating radar, known as RIMFAX. This system can detect ice, water, or salty brines more than 10 meters below the surface, and it can map layers of soil and rock down to 20 meters. The data collected by RIMFAX have provided an unprecedented glimpse below the Martian surface, in the very place where scientists suspect a lake to have been.
0: And what have these underground images revealed?
2: The images strongly suggest that the 4-billion-year-old crater made by an asteroid impact was later filled with younger sediment and rocks. These younger sediments could have been carried into the crater via water or volcanic activity. The horizontal layers of underground sediment seem to have been laid down in an aqueous environment that resembled an earthly lake. This lake could have taken up a sizable chunk of the Jezero crater, possibly stretching inwards as far as 7 kilometers.
0: So there's a possibility that this environment could have supported microbial life.
2: Exactly. If Mars is anything like Earth, such a long-lived aqueous environment would be an ideal place for microbial life to form. Already, Percy has drilled and captured several sediment samples from this region. Some of the rocks and dust Percy has collected even show intriguing signs of organic compounds. However, until a mission is sent to collect the rover's samples, it's impossible to say if these compounds come from biological or geological sources.
0: Thanks for the insights, Michael. From scientific developments to the financial aspects of research, let's now turn our attention to Clarivate PLC, a global leader in providing trusted intelligence, which has launched the Web of Science Grants Index. This new solution aims to offer a more comprehensive view of the funding landscape, enabling researchers to make informed decisions when seeking research funding. Here to delve into this further is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about the Grants Index and its purpose?
3: Certainly, David. In the current competitive research climate, success rates for research grant applications can be as low as 12%. The Grants Index is designed to help researchers navigate this challenging landscape. It offers an enriched view of the global funding landscape with over 5.2 million awarded grant records sourced from more than 400 funders worldwide. This allows researchers to investigate previous successes in their field, By funder, identify and analyze previously funded projects, and better position their projects for a successful bid with a funding agency.
0: That sounds like a valuable tool for researchers. How does this new solution integrate with the existing Web of Science platform?
3: The Grants Index integrates expertly curated funding data from Pivot-RP to the web of science. This provides researchers and research office leaders with actionable insights on funding trends and helps them optimize their funding strategies. The integrated solution also opens new possibilities for researchers, enabling them to identify potential new sources of funding by offering easy access to past awards. It displays details of prior funding alongside scholarly research content helping researchers build a more holistic view of the research landscape. What future enhancements
0: can researchers expect from the Grants Index?
3: Later this year, researchers will be able to claim awarded grants to their Web of Science researcher profiles and present published papers and citations that resulted from a grant in a simple, singular view. This will enable researchers to showcase the citation impact of their funded work to evaluators and peers and demonstrate an established track record to funders when they apply for funding.
0: That was Simply Science reporter, Abby, with a significant development for the research community. Speaking of significant developments, let's shift our focus to South Korea, where the Ministry of Science and ICT has announced plans to invest 5 trillion 5 trillion one, or about $3.7 billion, into the development of national strategic technologies this year. This is a 6.4% increase from the previous year's allocation. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this investment and its distribution?
4: Certainly, David. The ministry has outlined specific allocations for various sectors. The semiconductor industry will receive 636.2 billion won Artificial intelligence technology will get $777.2 billion. Advanced biology is set to receive $977.2 billion. And the space industry will get $836.2 billion. Additionally, funds have been set aside for cybersecurity, quantum technology, and rechargeable battery technology.
0: That's quite a spread across different sectors. What is the significance of this investment in these particular areas? These
4: sectors are seen as key growth engines for the future economy. By investing heavily in these areas, the ministry aims to foster innovation and development, positioning the country as a leader in these fields. The semiconductor and AI industries, for example, are crucial for advancements in technology and digital transformation, while advanced biology and space technology hold immense potential for breakthroughs in healthcare and exploration, respectively. And how does this year's
0: investment compare to previous years?
4: This year's investment marks a 6.4% increase from the previous year's allocation of 4.7 trillion won. This increase indicates the government's growing focus on science and technology as key drivers of economic growth and national development. What can we expect to see as a result of this investment? With such substantial funding, we can expect to see accelerated research and development in these sectors leading to advancements in technology and potentially new breakthroughs. This could also stimulate job creation in these industries and contribute to economic growth. However, the impact of such investments often takes time to materialize, so it will be interesting to monitor the progress in the coming years.
0: Indeed, it will be. Thanks to our Simply Science correspondent, Bella, for providing insights on South Korea's increased investment in strategic technologies. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.